Welcome in to the Rover Sports Podcast. Uh, we just got new microphones here in studio. Um, we're officially now live on YouTube and we're live on Facebook. And Bruce, Bruce the Sports Doc, my co-host, my buddy. I, I think I could shake your hand because we're, we're almost fam. We are family. Yes, we are. Not almost. <laughs> we are family here on Rover Sports. And, uh, and Bruce, how's your night going? We got NFL free agency to discuss. We got some sports news, some life that we're going to be talking about tonight. Got some great people coming into the stream. Go ahead, Bruce. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, we've got, as I said, new microphones, new studio. Want to welcome everybody. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, the uh, coronavirus uh, continues. All the the stuff. M- new people have turned up positive. Uh, so we'll we'll start off the serious note. And here in Pennsylvania, um, all non-urgent businesses are closed. Everybody's in lockdown. People are abiding by takeout and people are cooking in and stocking up. And um, we just hope that everybody's safe out there and everybody, you know, wash your hands and, and use gloves and, and do all that stuff. We, we were blessed with a great this. day here in Philly. Watch this. Never mind. This is just better. Okay. A ver- beautiful day, 70 degree weather. Everybody was out walking their animals around. And um, I was too. I was walking my, uh, my wife and my daughter. So, uh, so here, here's the thing, and and your daughter's not an animal. She that would the, make in me the words one. Of, in the words of the elephant, she's not an animal. <laughs> so we got Bruce the sports doc here, and actually an interesting feature. If we wanted, we could invite uh, some people into to the live stream. I'm not sure how it would sound on the podcast. If you're comfortable with that, we could do that. On we could do that date. as long as they're good callers. If they're bad, we have to just hit the old eject button, the old spring. Whoop! <laughs> you sound like Berman a little bit. Whoop! A little bit. So, so uh, as far as news today around the league. I love that we have the same mic, man. We yeah. don't have to share an iPhone just like old times. Each person has their own microphone. It's beautiful. So let's just buzz around. You could read the comments. Hey, Brian. Hey, Doug. It's great. Doug Lass. It, it could be one name, Doug. Or La- it could his last name just be Lass. Or, that or it just I, could be Ass. I always thought that Doug it was. Doug Ass. I always thought that it was that, that Doug was really his first name and his last name was Lass. Um, Could be, you know, he might be from Scotland and his last name is Lass. I don't know. Chris Senor, his school's been canceled and he lives out in California. So we've been in quarantine. We've we've been doing quarantine life for about a week now. So I, I, I'm I'm almost getting used to it. And I think the rest of the country is going to be going to have to get on our level of quarantining. That's for sure. But just jumping into the world of sports, TB12 is getting his number. So a gentleman, what's Godwin's first name? Christopher. Chris, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin has, and he hails from the fine Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. He's given up number twelve to Mr. Tom Brady, and Tom will wear number twelve. It'll be hard to get used to wearing the Tampa Bay Bucks outfit, but I think it'll be fun. It'll be good for the league. And now the big thing will be Belichick versus Brady. Who's going to do better? So Spencer, if somebody, if you had a hundred dollar bill nailed to a wooden board, and they say, who is going to have more wins? Mr. Belichick or Mr. Brady this year, who's going to have more wins and why? It's going to be a very, very interesting question, but I'm going to go with the best coach in NFL history. I'm going to go with the New England Patriots because I see Jarrett Stidham 
being their quarterback, or I see them maybe getting Justin Herbert because now with the Colts getting Rivers and the Oakland, there is a way that the Col- that the Patriots can get Justin Herbert. They still have Stephon Gilmore on that defense. I don't see a tank job for Bill Belichick. He's one of the older coaches in the NFL. The Bucks still have to play the New Orleans Saints. You don't know about Adam Gase. You don't know about the Miami Dolphins, and they're spending a lot of money, but do you really think that the Dolphins are going to sweep the Patriots? And then you look at the Buffalo Bills. How will Stephon Diggs contribute into that locker room? Is Buffalo going to get over the hump? I think New England will still be a playoff team with Bill Belichick. I'm going to take the Patriots, but it is possible that it's a competitive race. Where do you stand on your own question? I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I believe that that Brady and Mike Evans, reasonable defense, and a very good coach at Bruce Arians, they are going to prevail, and they're going to have more wins than the Patriots. I think both teams are going to – there's two more wild cards. Is that this year? I believe that – there's, the way that we're that we're trending, it looks like there will be seven playoff teams this year, and the second seed will not get a bye, and there might be seventeen games. Go, sorry, it's just so you can see in the face. total seventeen games. So total. I think I'm predicting both I like, teams. I, like I think the Bills are going to win that division now, and I believe that both are going to be wild card teams. I think that both the Bucks. And, of course, the Patriots will be wild-card teams, will be in the mix, in the tournament. But, again, you're predicting that Stidham, is Bill Belichick going to really ride naked with Stidham? Or is, who, he's got to pick up a veteran. What do you think he's going to well, pick Brian, up? Well, Brian uh, checks in and says that he thinks it could be Andy Dalton. There have been some Dalton rumors. There have been some red rifle rumors around. Good as, I guess as good a guess as any, right, Spence? I'd like to see Stidham more because Stidham's an unknown and, and Andy Dalton is kind of... He's a known loser. <laughs> exactly. He is known as just being a complete waste of space at the quarterback position. Cincinnati is so irrelevant with him. It would be nice if Andy Dalton went to the Patriots and became a winner. It would also show the merit of Bill Belichick. However, I think that for the Patriots, it could be Dalton. But I think it should be maybe Jarrett Stidham. I don't think Cam Newton is going to get traded to the Patriots. That So I ask you, where do you then see Cam Newton? Because do you see him fitting in with Bill Belichick, all his style, kind of dressing in very flamboyant fashion? I don't see that flying in New England. I don't England. see that. I don't see that. I don't see Jameis Winston, who throws more interceptions than anybody. <laughs> I just don't see them. Fitting in with the Patriots culture, and they're they're both talented. Um, so let's just speculate. Quarterback carousel, number one. Where where is Newton going to land? The first first question is: so Is you, he? Do you a, like it more full screen or do doesn't you like matter? It like Irrelevant that? to me. Let's really? just stay with the the dialogue. It doesn't matter. We look the same either way. But we have these really cool short microphones, so hopefully we sound nice with a good bass, good reverb. Yes, sir. So, so the question is as posed. Now, you're to become the technocrat. You usually criticize me for all the obsession with detail. Now, you become the technocrat here in this, in this crew. 
But <laughs> sorry so, about that. No, no, it's good. I have You're, a lot of little ticks. No, it's a little. It's good that you have paid some attention to detail here. It's kind of nice. Well, Can, no, no, it's just how I feel comfortable because I want to give the content. You know, based on the quality of the pictures, based on the words that I will be uttering during this show. Well, for me, um, okay, that's fine. <laughs> just I accept I, I'm that. I'm challenging you I intellectually. Accept I accept that as as gospel as as the way it is. So, what is your question? Question is. Where will Cam Newton end up? And number one, will he be a starting quarterback anywhere? And B, if if he's a backup, where will he be? Who's going to acquire Camitha Newtonian? I see Cam Camitha or Cam Newton. I see. It's a great, great, great question. It's not an easy question. That's I what we're think, hesitating. I think that as we introduce some dead air. Do 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 do. Into the feed. Why a little dead you, air you while get, you consider. Can you give me a, uh, a, a Jeopardy little, music? Uh, I don't know. What, it, what is the Jeopardy do, music? Do, 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 Anyway, um, that's a great question here. Yep. And the answer is. Let's, I'm going to list the options. The okay, char- go the, right ch- ahead. The Chargers are an option. Do, who, who did the Chargers have as a Tyrod Taylor. Okay. Now, I think it is an option there. Because I think Anthony Lynn would be flexible enough to deal with Cam Newton. Tyrod is not a very impressive quarterback. He's got good numbers because he only throws three to five yard passes. And having Newton as a wild card would give him an upside and also give him a little buzz in that that huge $5 billion stadium in Los Angeles. They are going to need to put some fannies in the seats. And I'm not sure Tyrod Taylor fits the bill. Maybe Cam Newton could give you a little buzz. So could, I think that's you got off the ground with one good call. Here's an interesting call. The Miami Dolphins. So the Miami Dolphins have? Because even though they're going to be drafting Tua, you could have Cam Newton as your quarterback this year. You're right. He could be like the emeritus QB, and then you could work Tua in. Even though Tua says he's fine, I know he underwent a major hip surgery. He had a... Uh, dislocated hip with an acetabular fracture, which means that outer thin bone was fractured. So a bad injury. So I don't believe that Tua will be at full strength until at least midseason. So I think that the Dolphins do have a chance to get Newton. And I look at Winston, and they're obviously different players, but they're both high risk, high reward. Who, Actually, Tua and Winston? No, I'm, I'm talking about Jameis Winston, Winston and, Cam. and Cam. They're both... You know, different. They have strong arms. Um, they 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 had initial success and receded last year. So I think there's some commonality between those two there's quarterbacks. There's a big difference though between the two quarterbacks. No, no, I understand. Jameis throws a lot of interceptions. I don't think Cam does necessarily. Mobility and athletic ability. Jameis Winston has almost zero athletic ability in terms. So of he running. can't really run. No, he's mostly slow. It's like Byron Leftwich. I think that uh, Winston he is losing weight. Um, however, when you look at the two guys, I think that Cam probably has better leadership, but I actually, believe it or not, I think Jameis, no, did who outdueled Cam? No, I'm trying to think. I actually look at Jameis and I think that he does have a lot of talent. Actually. I am excited still about Winston. I love watching him play 35 touchdowns over 5,000 yards. I think he's he got a lot have of talent. He also has a lot of charisma. More talent than Mariota. Sorry. Yeah, I think so. I also think that Jameis has a lot of charisma. He's exciting. Whatever town he's in is going to enjoy him. Good, good, open personality. And I, I personally like him. 
And I know he was a bit perplexed by his own interception total. I agree. And, I mean, one thing is for Bruce Arians is that he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. But you look at some of the worst quarterback situations, I'm going to now get myself in the hot water. It's time to eventually ease myself into the hot water conversation. Okay. I look at quarterbacks that are not going to work in the league, and I've been saying for a while that Darnold and Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson, you're going to have to wait because he's the most valuable player, so that prediction's going to have to wait. I, I'm not, I don't like the direction of the Ravens. I think that they peaked last year. I could see them coming back down towards the pack, and I would take Baker Mayfield every day of the week over Sam Darnold. Now, Sam Darnold had mono. So the problem is with Cam Newton is that you have a lot of quarterbacks that either have two places. You either have quarterbacks that you either have two quarterbacks, either they then want to select a quarterback or they're established. So let's look at the AFC West. You, you have Derek Carr and Marcus Mariota. I don't see you're Cam loaded. going there. You're full. So that so loaded. So you're full. Mahomes. Let's on. list the teams. Let's list the quarterbacks and just like Kansas the City Chiefs. Mahomes. You want to get an irrelevant backup quarterback there. We talked about the Chargers, um, and then I really like Drew Locke, and and I don't see Denver going with a Cam Newton. I really I really do not. I think number one, it would be a distraction. Number two, Cam's the kind of guy who may not be happy in that backup role. And I think that would be distracting for Drew Locke. So I don't Especially see Cam. Especially to a young kid with Pat Shermer. How about Jameis? Do you see Jameis going to the Broncos as a backup? I'm not sure. He might be discontent as well. I'm not sure either one are a good fit behind Drew Locke. At the- I could see Jameis, Jameis being more of, of the backup quarterback type. Then you have the Rams. Uh, let's go to the West in the NFC. Jared Goff. So, I'm not a so fan the Rams, of Goff. Just, and he's uh, so much money. And they let go of Gurley, and I don't know what you guys think, but I believe Gurley's knees are shot, just like uh, Jay Ajayi. If you remember, he was a young guy, 25. He got unloaded by the the Finns. Had one great year, one shining moment in the Super Bowl for that year for the Eagles, and then his knees are shot, and he's done. He's out of the league. I fear that Gurley, who had a major knee surgery, came in, and the fact they didn't play him last year, I think, is is physical. And that's why they they didn't play him is because his knees were bad. And I don't think he – I know he just got picked up by who? The Falcons, they picked up Gurley? I believe that they did. Yep, they picked him up. But I I believe his knees are shot. I I see – and by the way, I think we go like 40 minutes and then maybe take callers at the end. But I see – I like that Gurley's going back to the ATL because I think he's from there. I know he went to the University of Georgia. So it's kind of a homecoming for the guy. And they let go of Devontae Freeman. They haven't had a good running game in a long time. And and that offensive line in Atlanta, they've never been able to get it right. They picked Lindstrom last year. They also picked a tackle out of Washington. Both of those guys got injured. Ever since Kyle Shanahan was there, they've never really had awesome running. I mean, Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman, when both of them were peaking, it was maybe like a two-year window. That was good. That was a nice window for them, but... For the most part, Atlanta has had difficulty with offensive line, poor running game, and I don't know what we're going to expect of Matt Ryan. How's he going to be better this year? I don't, I don't think so. He's been receding slowly over the last few years. I absolutely think so, and, and they're paying him a boatload of money. You have Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. Our friend Dan Quinn is kind of on the hot seat there in Atlanta. I think he is. I think he's one of those guys. He's a bubble, bubble boy heading into the year. That he he doesn't like to be called that, but sometimes you sneak that in on conversations. Yeah, I don't them. I don't say that to his face. 
Right. Because he still has that jersey in him. He could come and snatch out at you. So you have Todd Gurley. Uh, that that was a, I I think still that it's have, uh, I, I think still that he's still going to be a fun player. You still to watch. Julio Jones, top five wide receiver. Oh yeah, Calvin so as long as you got Julio, the question is how will, will Gurley will, will his knees last through the year? If he does, he's a he's a good player. I I just don't know. I think there's a lot of speculation. And they signed uh, they also signed uh, Dante Fowler on the defensive side of the football, and they should maybe even go and draft even more linebacker and more pass rushing help. So that so that leaves Seattle and and uh, I mean Greg Olson is in Seattle, so I know Russell is there again. That's a pure backup role. Yeah, and Russell's going to be playing, and he's been durable. So either if you put Cam or Jameis there, they're going to sign for pretty low amount of money. That'll that'll be last resort for either of those guys because they won't be playing at all, and they will be clear backups. And Cam is thirty years old, so Cam Newton. I could see Jameis. I could see one of these two quarterbacks here. I wouldn't. This wouldn't be out of the question. The Arizona Cardinals, even though Kyler Murray is there to have a package for Cam Newton, I could see it. But again, I think it's a last resort for these guys. And I don't think you want Kyler Murray. You you don't want to have Kingsbury have to deal with Cam Newton and, and all that surrounds him. I think the Chargers are a much better fit for the reasons we outlined earlier. The Redskins are fit. Ron Rivera's there. You have a young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. He could battle it out with Cam Newton. Uh, he Not only that, you're right. The Rivera-Newton connection. Those guys were very close. And just the way Nagy brought in Nick Foles because of their closeness, you could see Ronnie Riverboat Ron bringing in Cam for another go-round. Marcus Levy, good buddy of the show. He's a Mavericks fan. And uh, he's also a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. So you're the Eagles bah, bah, guy. Bah, bah, bah. So let's talk Eagles. Jordan he Howard. wants to talk about Darius Slay, actually. Okay. I think Darius Slay, um, I got to give Howie Roseman some props. He's a, he's a first-notch he's a first uh, notch cornerback, and I think they needed it. And Darius Slay, I think, is looking forward to coming here. Got him on a medium deal. You know, we paid him enough money, but – you look at the Eagles, um, they're moving Jalen Mills to, to uh, safety. I'm not sure how well that's going to work out because Jalen Mills had the worst for, against the Seahawks. He had the worst half of any Q, CB ever. And I'm, I'm looking, so I think Slay's a good acquisition. They unloaded Jordan Howard. He was injured most of the year. And I believe Miami signed him for two years. Yeah, really cheap deal for kind of a backup running back there. So you might I don't end even up, know who the heck they're running You might end up is. picking Corey Clement is a free agent. They might end up just picking him up cheap. And obviously, you know, so, so Howard's gone. So the big news here at Philly is Slay is here and Howard is gone for, for you Eagles fans. And also, you obviously, um, you acquired the, uh, the, the defensive tackle whose name is Hargrave. Yeah, Javon. Javon Hargrave, not Hargraves. And uh, I think that'll be a, a favorable move for the Eagles. Certainly, we, we welcome all comments, and we're going to— And Jalen Mills. Um, I think that now you're going to have Darius Slay. Who's going to be your other cornerback there? The second corner. Devontae Ma- Actually, Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox. Avante Maddox is your other corner. And then I think later in the draft, you're going to be replacing Malcolm Jenkins in some capacity. I know that you have Rodney McLeod out there on the island. They, just saw, they signed Rodney to two years. They had to do that. He's the only veteran presence. And I don't know Jalen Mills if he could, if he could fill that position. I think you have to draft a safety.
Yeah, I see that as well. Then you look at the the rest of the league. You have Malcolm Jenkins going to the Saints. You have Melvin Gordon going to the Denver Broncos, reuniting with Pat Shermer. I mean, it's going to be a chore to see if Shermer will actually mess up this this Broncos team because this team is going to be freaking stacked next year. Yeah, I, I think Shermer is in his place. He's an offensive coordinator. He's not a head coach. He doesn't have the demeanor or personality to be a head coach. And I think Drew Locke is is a, a good worker, and I, I I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm I'm thumbs up on the Broncos this year. Yeah, so am I. So I can't wait for football. Now we got to get this figured out in the in the next coming uh, months, hopefully weeks. We can figure this out so we can uh, figure out the the virus so that we can get to training camp because these guys are going to have to work together. I mean, Tom Brady. He's going to have to train with with his receivers in in Tampa, and and I, I personally, Bruce, am a little bit offended that the NFL is deciding to have seventeen regular season games because it's an odd number. You're going to see more resting for the playoffs. The two seed, you're going to have a twelve and four team resting their guys multiple weeks, and it's a two seed that is not going to be able to have the bye. I think it's greed on the NFL's part. I like having six playoff teams. I don't want to have three wild card teams. What do you think about this new CBA, and are you okay with it? I don't like it. I'm okay with it. The players, some of the lesser players, their 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 minimum contracts went up. So I think this was a simple majority rule. It barely passed the CBA through the, the Players Association. They're going to be playing an extra game. They're going to have attrition. It, it's going to hurt them physically. It's going to be weird a little bit with the wild card, and as you alluded to, don't love it, but it's great. It's it's a lot more money in in the uh, owners' pockets, especially a lot more TV, a lot more advertising dollars for that extra game. the The preseason games don't sell; they're they're not able to sell merch or concessions, and an extra regular season game certainly works better for the owners. I agree. I look at that and I see what you're saying. Uh, but preseason is very important for these fringe guys. It's important for the fringe guys that they're able to still have a chance to make a team. Now, hard knocks, I really want to see that come back into the fold. That is on the edge right now. HBO would lose a ton of money if hard knocks was not available. What, what team do you imagine would be in the hard knocks realm? Great question. An interesting tidbit came out today. Matt Patricia telling Darius Slay that you're not good enough to be a number one corner. Shut your mouth. You're not a leader. Darius Slay seems like a pretty stand-up guy. I'm very su- I'm not actually surprised about Patricia because I heard these rumors that Patricia was kind of it, kind of acting like a little bit of a bleep hole. I heard <laughs> these rumors are an a hole. I think we could say that. Yep, I heard these rumors a. that works, and and it just is Patricia is not good enough as a coach to to act that way, and I don't even think Bill Belichick acts that way. I'm not even sure who acts that way effectively, and that's not being old school to me. That's just being a straight-up prick. And that comment to Slay, that sure got your attention when you showed it to me. That's right. I think um, – I don't know if the Eagles play the Lions, but that could make for a little bit of drama. And I like the fact that Slay has a chip on his shoulder. Certainly, the Eagles' corners have had minimal interceptions. They haven't been big hitters. Jalen Mills, Rasul Douglas, Sidney Jones, this is the worst pick ever for you Eagles fans or – casual NFL observers, when's the last time 
a team drafts a second-round uh, cornerback with a torn Achilles. That was Sidney Jones. So you know he's going to be on the shelf. Of all the positions in the league, corner, you need to have agility. You need to have quick twitch. And Sidney Jones never developed any confidence. It was not good and was a complete waste and a bust for the Eagles. Yeah, and I'm sad because I, I was high on Sidney Jones. I, I think his character was very good. He did have some injuries. I want to see him still get more opportunities. I'm not sure if he's even going to make it to training camp with the, with the Eagles. We'll, we'll see. That's maybe not the opportunity you're looking for. Good buddy BVD in, in the show, uh, checking in here to the podcast. I think that the Bengals with Joe Burrow, I was watching Joe Burrow tape from J.T. O'Sullivan. He does a really nice job. He was talking yep. about how Joe Burrow's footwork is just perfect. And I think that I've turned the corner. I'm ready to embrace Joe Burrow going to the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think that now Cincinnati got a guy, DJ Reader, um, actually a Clemson defensive tackle. You have Geno Atkins that's still there, Sam Hubbard. Their defense actually has some pop to it. And I think that Joe Burrow, it could be at least eight or nine wins for the Cincinnati team. I think it's going to be really exciting to see Bengals football next year. I harkened back to Andrew Luck. If you remember the year before they drafted Luck, the Indianapolis Colts were a dead team. Nobody was watching him, no fans. And Joe Burrow with his swagger coming back to Ohio to a once-proud Bengals team. When I say once-proud, I'm going back to 86. And I'm looking back to Ken Anderson and Steve Kreider and Chris Collingsworth and all those guys and uh, Icky Woods. That's how long it's been that I could recall since that it'd be relevant. And Joe Burrow has a chance to fill those seats to, 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 like they used to say, Welcome to the Jungle. That's an old song. That's a song that they played in the year, Super Bowl year when they, when they actually lost to the Niners to Joe Montana. But I'm glad for Cincinnati. It's a great place. The riverfront is a great place to party. I spent a year in Louisville, Kentucky, and, and some time in Cincinnati. And um, I'm happy for the Cincinnati fans. Yeah, I, I want to I go to Cincinnati. So when you were in Cincinnati, you had Xavier in Cincinnati. Did you ever go like to those colleges? Did you ever see those places? I went to the waterfront. I, I went to see the Reds play. I, play. I played golf with John Smoltz when he came in. And that was you know, a really great day. I'll never forget that. And just go to the waterfront and, and all the restaurants and bars and everything back in the late 80s was a great time. You know, I look back on that fondly. And I'm hoping Joe, Bro, Joe Burrow, hard to say his name, Joe Burrow, <laughs> say that 10 times. I hope that he brings some of the uh, excitement back to the, uh, the den of the Tigers. So John Ross is there. Do you remember that's the guy who ran the fastest time ever at the Combine? I think. Yep. He's been, unfortunately, he's been injured on and off. He's had hamstring problems. I hope that he could be healthy this year. I hope he can be really good because Washington seems to be the land of bus. I mean, you have Sidney Jones, Markel Fultz, John Ross. Um, Dante Pettis ended up being all right. Uh, Jake Locker was from Washington. I mean, it just seems like the land of bust, Washington. BVD says, you better embrace my Cardinals in the playoffs next year. Well, certainly you've got a great acquisition in DeAndre Hopkins. That, that was huge, and that, that, might put, that might launch you into the playoffs. Kyler Murray, a year under his belt. I believe, um, how's the defense? Tell, tell us about the Cardinals' defense. I think that the Cardinals' defense is actually a huge area of weakness. I mean, they, they have Devin Kennard on that defense. Patrick Peterson is older. Uh, I'm surprised he's still kind of with the team. 
and the defense is absolutely uh, – it's lacking. Uh, I'll put it that way in Washington. I mean, I like the Kennard signing. They did get Phillips from the Buffalo Bills, Jordan Phillips. But Vance Joseph, he was an underwhelming head coach. And the Cardinals' defense, I mean, they played a little bit better. They weren't a complete joke. But I still – it's funny. Every mock draft has them taking an offensive tackle. And – Man, I just if they're going to take that next step, they're going to need some defensive talent at some point down the line. I think every pick after their first should be all defense. Yeah, that's oh, why Chandler concerned. Jones is a really That's good why player. I led with that. So I think if the defense could be average, I think this team could sneak into a wild card. Absolutely. Uh, so speaking of BVD, he knows Uncle Lou well and the Masters in Augusta. Everything's going to be in September. The Kentucky Derby, the Masters, NFL football. Big shout out to, to Uncle Lou from really from Augusta, Georgia. One of the great guys, one of the big Bulldogs fans, one of the best podcasters, nicest guy around. He hosted us last year at the Masters on Saturday night with, with little Lou. And I'm hoping that I'm making plans. I'm making plans to go there on, uh, on, on Friday night and to uh, make a weekend of it and pick up some tickets on that, on that road to see John Daly, have him carry him out of his trailer into the Hooters and carry him back out at the end of the night. And there's just, there's something about Augusta National and the Masters that's just special. And uh, I'm, look, I'm, I'm glad, I'm, I'm, I'm saying I'm glad, I'm hoping that they can, um, that the virus will be under control and that they could play the Masters in September for the first time since 1918, which is, it's always been in April. Yeah, I'll talk about the Masters and then I have a great idea that I'm going to, that I'm going to actually push by you. Um, first of all, it's going to be incredible. It's going to September could shape out to be one of the craziest months of all time because you could have a Georgia Bulldogs game going on, you could have a Falcons game going on, you could have the Masters, and then you could have the Derby all in one Saturday, all in one Sunday, and I mean the travel. The, the virus will have to be dead because to fill an eighty thousand person stadium, the 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 flights. Also, here's another thing about the Masters, and this could be a huge hindrance to the PGA and the Masters. You know the PGA Tour, and, you, and you're very aware that the Europeans, and it, it's an international game. Sure is. So with this virus being international, even if the U.S. figures it out, there are so many fans that love coming in internationally for the Masters. It's incredible. So that could be a huge unfortunate hindrance is that it were is that not if the US figures it out there are still going to be nations that might not have the virus under control. Well, a lot of the guys who play in the PGA Tour, especially Europeans, South Africans, Australians, they're going to be situated here in the United States, so they're not going to have to travel. But you're right. As far as the international fans, I remember last year with Tiger, the the epic final round that we were pleased to be in attendance for. So many international fans, and, and they, they may be precluded from attending because of potential residual of travel restrictions. I have a great event, though. This is what I'm going to pass by you now. Um, I look at, remember Tiger versus Phil in Vegas? Yep. You mean just a made-for-TV type and event? With, with gambling? Yep. Where they were gambling every hole? They could easily do that, in, even on the, in the viral late in times. Because just have two just people. Just have two guys. You don't need fans. Made-for-TV event. It's an idea. The big three. 
I love that idea of combining Survivor like a like a reality show combined with Big Three basketball. Like maybe the challenges have to do with basketball. Mm-hmm. I think that would be extremely entertaining. Could be. You know, we're we're looking at a lot of these these fringe events maybe taking center stage because of the crazy times we're living in. It's funny that you watch Colin Coward, you watch the guys on Fox and ESPN and uh on the radio and a lot of them are at home just like us with it we even have better equipment than fox i'm telling well, you. a lot of times guys are scoping into espn they're talking about the i don't think the nba is going to extend till till september that's that i don't believe if they're going to start up at all they'll be in june july finish up in early august and frankly i'm, I'm not a big baseball fan so I, i'd welcome the nba coming in and filling my time in the summer it could be in it could be in practice gyms now for brett brown I actually think for Brett Brown, this this virus is going to be. It's it could save. A it could save his him. job. This virus could possibly. He has a built-in excuse. Everything's in suspended animation. One, one issue for you Sixers fans is we still haven't heard about Ben Simmons' MRI. Does he have a herniated disc? Will he need surgery? And if he does, they should have pulled Deshaun Jackson. Let's talk about that. Deshaun Jackson has a sports hernia. Should have gotten repaired in the preseason. Waited eight games, and finally, one play, he was out, got surgery, was out for the year. So if Ben Simmons really needs surgery, let's get it done, Ben. The year is over. Let's get you all better for next year. If you don't need it, then you should be back in June. So we don't know because there's kind of a uh, – you, you think China has a, has a blanket. I think the uh, Sixers media, the, you know, the Sixers ownership, they, they don't really tell you anything except buy, buy tickets, you know. That's one thing they always tell you. We got our friend Brandon Rogers here. And, in fact, Deshaun had that huge play against Washington. You were at that game, right? Yeah, it was a long play. It was like a 90-yard. And we thought he was going to have a great year. You know, Eagles fans thought that he, that it was over. Poof, and he was gone. He came back for one series in, in week eight, and he was gone, and it was a waste. So a I'm not very optimistic. I'm not optimistic that uh, that Jackson could stay healthy uh, at age uh, 34. Got our friend Brandon Rogers. He's actually from Minnesota. Uh, he's a huge PJ Fleck fan, and uh, he's one of my closest followers on uh, on Rover. G Man four hundred nine, also uh, a guy out of Texas. I think it could be fun to take some callers here towards the back take, half of the yeah, show. Yeah, let's take some callers. Let's see. Will we hear the audio? Yes. And well, what I'm going to do is last two minutes. So I want to thank our podcast here for listening. We talked about Gurley. We talked about Burrow. We will have like maybe a draft coming up, maybe a coach's draft. We're going to have some themed shows with our new setup, but we wanted to get it kicked off tonight. And Bruce, take take our podcast out, like uh, sign us out for our podcast. Yes. As far as your podcast people out there, thanks for uh, logging in. I hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Good night and good sports. All right, there we go. So our podcast.